How many of you have ever had a birthday party with a piñata? That's me. I think I'm either four or five. Can't tell which one. Yeah, piñatas are fun. They're extremely popular. They're colorful. They're beautifully designed around the shape of an animal or some other object. I think mine's a star, huh? And they're made of paper mache. Although piñatas feel hard on the outside, they are completely hollow within. And they're loaded with pieces of candy and toys for the children to enjoy. When piñatas are at a birthday party, kids are so excited to take turns being blindfolded and swinging that stick or that baseball bat and try to bust it open. All the kids laugh, scream, and cheer until finally the piñata is whacked so many times that all the candy bursts out all over the ground where the kids scramble for it. Until this year, I'd never thought of Jesus being like a piñata, beaten and whacked with sticks during a game of sorts where the prisoner is made king for a day. When Jesus Christ was brutally crucified, his body hung there like a piñata. Although it wasn't whacked with sticks, it was stuck in the side with a spear or a sword. And all this scene, although this scene was very colorful, it was not beautiful in an earthly sense. It was gory as blood and sweat dripped down Jesus' body. People were laughing as well, but not with childlike joy. Instead, they mocked him because they could not wait to see him dead. And if you find it hard to imagine people wanting Jesus dead, or anyone else for that matter, just get on social media. You can look at comments people make to about anything, about Jesus, about anyone else making a comment, and you can see the hatred out there. Uh, now, I would imagine that most people who make these hateful comments would probably stop short of actually killing someone. However, when you're in a group environment, when you're in a, a crowd or a group that's all yelling the same thing, kill him, that's kind of a different story. Uh, it's a very dangerous situation and environment. It was not until the Roman soldier finally took the tip of a spear or a sword, whatever, and poked deep into Jesus' side, that the real treasure burst out and poured forth. Not candy and toys, but an eternal treasure, richer and sweeter to your soul. It was blood and water. John is the only gospel writer to refer to the Roman soldier who struck Jesus' side with the spear. And only John adds this beautiful commentary later in 1 John that you heard. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree. Now, although some recent scholars and critical scholars and, and commentators differ on how to interpret these words, the early church fathers never wavered on how they interpreted it and how they used it, what, what it meant to them. The water that poured from Jesus' side signifies baptism, our baptism, everyone who is baptized. And the blood from his side signifies what we celebrate tonight, Jesus giving us the New Testament in his own supper. 
This is the meaning Christians have gotten from this for the last 2,000 years. It was interesting when Jill and I were able to catch up with uh, Yoel Ben David. You know, some of you came and, and saw him uh, about a week ago. Um, we were able to catch up on some things, and, and he told us that he is a member. Him and his family are now members. He's helping out at a, at a, a Jewish uh, messianic con, uh, congregation in Jerusalem. So these are Christians. These are Jewish Christians. Uh, but he says there's a funny thing about them in that they, they seem to want to kind of reinvent the wheel. Uh, with as regards to worship and how you gain what some of these texts mean as a Christian. And Yoel is like, hey, why don't we just do what Christians have been doing these last 2,000 years and get them, you know, while the, what it, whatever it meant to them st- still means the same thing to us now. That's what this means today, the, the water and the blood, baptism and the Lord's Supper. These are meaningless things without Jesus' crucifixion. And this is why St. Ambrose, another early church Christian father, he wrote the hymn, A Savior of the Nations Come. He indicates that Jesus' body is like a holy temple by which we take great treasures. We get great treasures from it. The piercing of Jesus' side produced incredible heavenly and eternal riches for the church which never ceased to flow. The sacraments of holy baptism and the Lord's Supper transfer Christ, his love, his forgiveness, his presence directly from the cross over 2,000 years ago into our time and space right now for you. That's why Jesus said at his ascension, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He is closer than ever to you and the church which continues to grow by giving birth to new children. For just as God formed a bride, Eve, from Adam's side, so the church, the bride of Christ, is formed from the side of Christ. Just as Eve is the mother of all people, so the cross and holy baptism are the birthplace for all God's children. Paul says, all who are baptized into Christ are baptized into his death and buried with him. But beyond the water of Christ's cross, referring to holy baptism, the church fathers, as well as Martin Luther and and his colleagues, also recognized the connection of the blood to what we celebrate this evening, the anniversary of the Lord's Supper. This table provides you with a continual spiritual fountain of refreshment. In Exodus, as you heard earlier, the people of Israel grumbled because they couldn't find any water. Moses was instructed once by the Lord to touch a rock with the stick that he had, the staff, and water poured forth to quench their thirst. Well, isn't it interesting that just as Moses struck a rock to bring out water, a Roman soldier would also strike the rock of ages, Jesus, with a spear that brought out blood and water. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, Uh, chapter 10, verse 4, for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, that's the Israelites, and the rock was Christ. Water and blood pour from Jesus' side to cleanse and redeem you and me from sin. And I pray that you will not leave here this evening without recognizing the tremendous treasure Jesus gives you with his body and blood. 
The same body pierced for you and blood poured out for you that hung on that cross like a pinata. The reason we are talking so much about water and blood today is because this is the night when our Lord washed his disciples' feet and initiated a New Testament with the Lord's Supper. Since he gives you this meal in such proximity to what we celebrate tomorrow on Good Friday, it's essential to talk about both of these sacraments, baptism and the Lord's Supper, which we Lutherans hold so dear. What you get at this table is far more meaningful than kids busting open in a pinata at a birthday party. The riches that pour out of Jesus' side for you are the water of baptism and the blood of the Lord's Supper. They are a fountain of life. They bring all the spiritual wealth from what Jesus accomplished over 2,000 years ago to you now. In baptismal water, you were reborn. And now you die to sin because Christ died and all that sin was buried with him. You will rise with Jesus to celebrate Easter in a few days. And through this bread and wine, you recall again not only the cross of Jesus, but also how his body and blood still enters you to forgive you all your sin. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins, Jesus says in Matthew Tonight, celebrate all the treasures that flow from Jesus' side. Yeah, it'll still be fun to go to birthday parties and, and swing that stick at a pinata until they burst open with candy, but what you receive from the stricken body of Jesus produces so much more. Grace, mercy, love, compassion, forgiveness, and eternal life. His side is open now. Come and gather this treasure. May the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.